someday the podcast might be archived in the library, I guess, too. Hey, so some, somebody in speak going, if we circle all the way back around timelessness of this episode means in 50 years, someone's going to be listening to this and enjoying us reminiscing about the days of libraries existing. need a bell i don't have a bell that's my problem what was that what, I'm missing. what did you hit that was just a that was actually a envelope from the canada canada, canada, canada i can't even say it canada revenue agency uh i'm hoping it's saying our taxes were all good and we don't owe more money just hitting the old microphone there as you do when you're a professional that's pretty good i mean i i didn't yeah. i thought maybe you did it on purpose like i don't have a bell and i did mine. actually i was that's... like i wonder what that'll sound like but uh more like a bo- yeah, like, a, the old like a really tight tom maybe right i should just yeah i'll throw open garage band here on my phone boom, and boom, that, boom. that could be It'd be the the ira or cra i guess for you guys cra remix yeah right <laughs> oh that's so yeah a- i'm trying to uh we we talked about it i know in slack and i've talked about it but um i'm trying to uh get rid of my fake laugh because I, I got some feedback on another podcast um where a person deleted the podcast somehow because of my fake laugh even though they're a hardcore fan of the topic of the other podcast what's the youtube podcast? i don't have to hide <laughs> i tweeted about it so i'm trying not to fake laugh this time kyle well okay i mean the thing is what all you're saying by saying you're trying not to fake laugh is you're saying my jokes aren't funny enough for you to to actually drum up a real laugh so if right. you don't laugh at all in this podcast boy howdy I'm in, I'm in uh, uh, bad, bad luck here for me. Cause I'm just, un- I'm that unfunny. You're going to be like my wife basically who d- does wife. not laugh at a single thing I say, because after 10 years of hearing me make the same jokes, just teeing them up and, and slapping them with a corked bat, it, the whole game is fixed <laughs> and no one's laughing anymore at all. So you're the, are you the Barry Bonds of marriage jokes or, uh, or your what more would be the, the juicing equivalent of like what would be the <laughs> performance enhancing jokes version of i don't think you can maybe like yeah. getting everyone drunk and then telling your jokes or just or like i guess internet researching your jokes and then going and telling copying. them copying the best like yeah just like reading off a louis ck routine or something and and trying to be trying to be funny yeah, it was funny way. actually mm. you should have you ever speaking of comedy routines that we recommend as one of the segments on this show <laughs> that we haven't figured out i don't know how to say his name mike burbiglia 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 something like that yeah i watched a special the other night uh what's it called the thank god for the jokes and uh apparently he has an earlier special that is uh let me just google what his other one is but um he's like a writer he's a guy you'd recognize but you wouldn't actually know by name right uh he's in like a lot of bit parts in movies and stuff as a writer is uh one that's even better apparently is uh one that's called (laughs) yes i'm looking that was a fake laugh by the way why can't i find his come on He's in pop stars, apparently. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is uh, awesome. Well, Sleepwalk with me live, I think, or sleep. No, I don't know. Anyways, he has comedy albums. Anyways, his Netflix show that's on right now, thank God for the jokes, is really funny. If you like sort of understated 
um, delivery that isn't like angry, mad, mm-hmm. um, or and screaming. he's a good storyteller as well. So, yeah, I, I think, my rec- that's my recommendation for the episode. I Ding. think the uh, the last comedy, not film, but the last like stand up comedian thing I saw was probably Dane Cook, and I was probably in high school. It's just not something I gravitate towards, and I also thoroughly regret having that be my last. Yeah. Like, like you, need a, you need a palate cleanser, I to be do. honest, right? Of some sort. I do. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, maybe I did listen to the entire um, Mitch Hedberg CD, but that's that's like mm. listening, and he also died a long time ago. So that that kind of puts my comedy in perspective. I don't, I don't seek it out. I don't check out any of the Netflix shows or Netflix series that are supposed to be knee slappers. I don't do any of that. I don't know why. I, I don't really grab it. The last comedy movie I actually saw was uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which was about as funny as the title implies. Not at all. <laughs> I think you, because you use knee slapper, that does automatically sort of de- de- disqualify you from a certain era of comedy maybe <laughs> genre of comedy i, I only those stooges those stooge characters there were four of them right, right? something like that the four stooges the yeah four. that's what i think they're known as yeah Qua, quattro stoogos boy boy <laughs> i'm gonna offend someone that's that's for our spanish-speaking audience mm-hmm. thank you we're very popular I in haven't, countries i haven't watched i just don't it's not a thing i seek out I don't. So keeping up with the Joneses, I'll just, uh, for folks, if we're sort of getting a barometer, maybe for Kyle's comedy ratings, oh. uh, IMDB rates at about 5.8 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes is 19%. And Roger Ebert somehow, I guess, it, no, it came out after, that must be the, the, the estate of Roger Ebert gives it a two out of four somehow. I thought he was a thumbs guy. It's but a good, maybe yeah. in the, in the afterlife, he's figured he's gotten four thumbs. <laughs> yes. People love Roger Ebert. He's a nice guy. I'm not mocking the dead but it's one of those like action comedy movies where they try and mix some great practical effects of some cars exploding and and some funny bits some like oh john ham and zach galifianakis yes (laughs) you know what maybe we can just turn this into like a professional um pronunciation guide for really difficult to say comedians galifianakis say it it with me galifianakis Burbiglia. Burbiglia. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's almost like you speak for a living. A little bit. <laughs> Fake laugh. Man, 19%. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't really know what to tell Google with this. They do ask if I liked it or disliked it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Do you, it's uh, recurring from our last episode, do you track movies that you watch somewhere? Somehow? I, I do. Yeah. Over at uh, Letterboxd. Dot com. Uh, no, we oh, do ED. Yeah. Letterboxd. We're friends. We're, we? we're buds. We? Letterboxd.com slash uh, Kyle. Oh, okay. No, just Kyle. I got in early. I got real early. Oh. Yeah. Are we friend? Oh, yes. Yeah. We're following each other. So we must be friends. I've watched 9 yeah. 11 films. Yeah. That's a little awkward. Yeah. You might want to watch something. In, it was an inside job. The, the, the fact that I got the <laughs> Kyle. Uh, username, not the, not anything else, obviously. <laughs> not 9-11. No. You're not part of the conspiracy. I'm iChris on there and I've logged 240, 274 actually, if you read correctly, films. 
247 if you read it dyslexically, I guess. What are the last four on your recent activity? So last four is, uh, thank God for the jokes, Mike Burbagula and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Very good movie. Okay. Louis C.K., 2017, which uh, I gave three and a half stars. And I think because I'm a Louis fan to a point, the last quarter, last third is kind of like dick and butt jokes or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's sort of where it, and he just seems like such a smart guy to have to go there, I guess. But he, he, he seems to have fun doing it, so whatever. And then the fourth one is uh, the, the Most Hated Woman in America, which is about um, not a good movie. I, my review, my, <laughs> I'm terrible at leaving like, actual good reviews on there. But interesting story that I wasn't aware of, but not a great movie. That sums it up. Two and a half stars. That's how I rated it. So, Is it a, uh, um, like a true-to-life kind of thing? True story yeah, sort of thing? Madeline Murray O'Hare, the... Um, atheist uh, who took prayer to schools, I think, or something. I forget what, which one it was. Um, and then she was ended up being like kidnapped and killed at the end of her life. Spoiler warning. Mm. You're not aware. So it wasn't, uh, they had Adam Scott of uh, Parks and Rec fame and other movies, other, well, that's a TV show, but other movies. And uh, he's, he's a funny, interesting, good actor, but uh, everything else was kind of, yeah, like I said, in my review, interesting story. That I wasn't really aware of about her, but yeah, skewed. could have been a better movie. It's skewing. What you, what's your last four? Uh, my last four. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> recent activity. Okay. Keeping up with the Joneses is not on here, but here are the ones I have logged. I'm kind of behind, I guess. Uh, Independence Day Resurgence, which I gave half a star out of five. Whoa. I don't think I've given a single movie half a star. That's pretty bad. It was quite honestly the worst movie I have ever seen. Uh Worse. So you gave a half a star though. E- yes. Cause I don't know if you can do zero. Right. I guess it doesn't count as a review then or as a, I, yeah. And rating. I, I the, the only reviews I've ever done was for the amazing Spider-Man two movie from 2014. I, why that, that particular <laughs> one stuck with me. I, I have no idea, but I did watch it. Can two, I, two and a half stars. Can I read your review? Sure. Yeah. So this is Kyle Roderick's review from May 11th. Yeah, spoilers. Interestingly spoilers. enough. Honk, honk. Spoilers. It contains spoilers from four year, three years ago, almost to the day. <clears throat> I just need to <clears throat> you get channel, into review channel, channel that inner Kyle voice. Right. <laughs> Everybody has an inner Kyle. I got a real heavy, that's a terrible inner Kyle. I got a real heavy episode two Anakin Skywalker vibe from Spidey in this one from the very beginning. Not just his actions or the way he talk, but quite literally the sound of his voice and the angle they filmed him in certain scenes. Dead ringer for good old Darth. And just like episode two, sorry, I need to pause on dead ringer for good old Darth. And just like episode two, the CGI was so blatantly over the top that I had to physically look away at times for fear of getting motion sick. Oh, it keeps going. I didn't read the, now that's not to say the graphics were incredible. Really some of the best I've seen in a superhero movie in recent memory. I love the slow motion shots where they'd basically frame up comic book panels by stopping time. It seemed purposeful and classy. So I appreciated that. Any scene with Harry was just painful. He appeared interesting in the first scene he appeared, but that's probably because he didn't have any lines. Ouch. Nice burn. Mm -hmm. Anything that could have been thoughtful or meaningful about Richard Parker's sacrifice and plan. Is he Richard Parker? That was the the dad. The dad. dad, Right. Right. Okay. Someone was immediately lost in confusion when Harry decided to have his hostage inject him with the venom. Did he need the suit to stop the process? Question mark. Does that, doesn't that mean he'll need to perpetually wear it so that he doesn't continue to be affected by the venom? Question mark. 
Yes, the airplanes had nothing to add to this film, but we needed something to distract us from the metaphor that was so blatantly thrown in our faces while, quotations, time ran out, end quotes, for Gwen and Peter. I remember that. I, <laughs> I wonder if you were riffing off uh, what it would have been at the time, maybe Dalish or a Terp thing or something. Maybe, yeah. So I remember commenting on the airplanes is like, there's a stupid airplane scene at the end that he has to save or something, and it just like came out of nowhere and was just yeah, tacked on. Yeah, uh, hearing you read that back, what was I even talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what happened in that movie. I do vaguely remember um, him standing next to the bed and trying to to uh, say some sort of lines about like being sad and just being a real poor actor, the the Harry character. But I can't I can't remember anything else about this movie. Twenty, <laughs> I guess, twenty fourteen. That is that is quite a while ago. That's but it's peak Marvel. It's they were part of the way through like the X Men series, uh, Avengers. Avengers? Question mark was out. I think. Um, yeah, you just the next film you watched according to Letterbox was Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So you were freaky. well into your Marvel. You know, it's superhero phase. It's a pretty good, pretty good way to catalog the things that you've done in your life. Because you'll you'll watch a movie and try and rebound from something, or you'll you'll just be in the mood for like a, like a good a feel good movie, like um I don't know a, a movie about a cat. That's one that I haven't logged in here. That boy did I have some issues with, but. Um, the next one after Independence Day Resurgence, uh, I guess the previous one would have been Doctor Strange. Saw that one. Three stars. Not bad. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, Nocturnal Animals was before that one. I did enjoy that that one. Um, so that Mm. was a movie about a, it had Jake Gyllenhaal in it and he had broken up with this woman when she was in college and the story is about him getting back in touch with her while she's kind of having this uh, midlife. I don't know if I like who I'm with uh, crisis um, sort of like reminiscing on the old days kind of. And he sends her a message, I guess, or an email uh, saying that he wrote this book and that, it is dedicated to her and that she inspired him to write it. And it goes through the movie while she's reading this book. And I won't spoil it, I guess, but it cuts in between those scenes of her reading and a story following Jake Gyllenhaal and um, his, I guess, tribulations as, as he goes through the middle of the country driving a car. It sounds super boring, but it is it is quite intense and not really a a, a brain buster or anything. But it it is it's kind of like oh a, a small little question mark right there at the end. It's pretty good. Yeah, looks like yeah. So a lot of my friends have watched it, so I guess that means I should maybe watch it because if my friends like something, I'll like it. Yeah, Potentially, I, they all gave it three to four stars. I think there's I, a nice review um, by Ali, uh, not my friend, um, but seems like a nice person. Where it just says, "Jake Gyllenhaal screams and weeps in the dirt." Me, woo, wow, poetic cinema. That's the review. Yeah, yeah, kind of three and a half stars. Kind of poetic. I, I do agree with that. Um, it was. It seemed like lots of things were done purposefully, uh, rather than just to move the story along and and go from scene to scene. So. 
Brendan Michael says, I was literally shaking when I exited out of the theaters. <laughs> hmm. I think they liked it. Five stars yeah. from Brendan. So anyway. <laughs> it reminded me uh, slightly of this movie that um, I tried to create. So I bought this movie. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, bought this movie way back when, probably six years ago. And it was around the first time that I discovered Plex and that I could create this like backup of all the DVDs I had collected from, you know, huge, huge, huge collections of the 100 spinner DVD collection that you would have uh, right. in your entertainment center. Um, so I was taking that collection and it was a movie I hadn't seen in a while and I popped it in. I ripped it to create the digital version and I go to rewatch it. And what, what it had done was it had, moved the chapters kind of like shuffled them up the first scene the first chapter was still the intro the last scene was still the credits but all the chapters in between got jumbled up they got shuffled in some random order that made the movie so artistic and so like mind-bending like oh it's calling back to this this thing that happened in the first scene like what (laughs) what movie is this this sounds great and i got through the whole movie and i realized oh wait a second that's it's not right it's it's the wrong movie it it's not how it was intended to be watched it was a it was a trip I, I, so I'm like gonna, the, when when you ripped it, it had like done that or it's, yes, yes, wow, crazy, right? Interesting. So some Is of the it, some of the I, like uh, the relationships that this person, uh, I I think it was. Oh, I can't I can't remember who it was. It, very a very dashing gentleman. Um, he had these multiple relationships, and it was like jumping between them in a way that that seemed <laughs> that made it seem way worse than it was in in the actual movie it was uh it was just nuts i i don't know how that happened but it was it was neat so that's um in lieu of our podcast thing actually what i'm wondering if we could do because i need to go i guess supper is happening earlier here um i'm wondering if we uh pause and pick up with a discussion about digital media watching and like that was one of our topics somewhere i think right yeah tv and and movies and stuff yeah yeah media tv streaming stuff and pick up with that discussion thursday all right yeah I'm, i just hit mine too just in case okay good good how many gold coming up here you know how the people like it when you go meta on podcasting and mm-hmm. tutorials you use on, on the celebrated good stuff, morning show award-winning um, use Q lab to play back sound effects and stuff. Or do you have Q lab is just music beds and then something else is triggering the, the thingies. Um, yeah. So if we, if you have some ideas on, on the way that you want to set up something for like at you two where, I don't know if you like you want a sound one where you can play sound clips maybe and just drag and drop them from yeah from a list and then have and that a part main. I get but then yeah periodically like actually we're done now it it would, it would have been helpful to figure that out when I was doing we were doing album by album series and I had like a 20 second sample of each song mm-hmm. 
Um, and something like that might happen again. So it'll be good to know, but it, usually on the, on the U2 one, it's like, there's an intro and we talk for a long time and then the outro and then, but I, I would use the soundboard just for fun. So now, now I know what the cue or the cart thing is there. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. And then, yeah, I can, I have an old USB keyboard, like a musical keyboard. I could actually pull out yeah, and that, map things too. That would be perfect. I, um, if you have like a brother labeler, I don't know if you guys have brother up there, but yeah, they're a, okay. Yeah. There's, they make like a little vinyl, um, labels that you can print out like you would put on an old um cassette tape or something the ones with the whole the they would punch the letters you remember those yeah yeah so basically like that but it obviously it's printed on these tapes and i have i mean these are really old and i haven't taken them off yet but i have like a go <laughs> button labeled a live button where we would i had a very specific um button for all of the mics to be cued through an output and it would load it up in my my digital mixer and then put that mix out to the live stream. So I, I that was a long, long, long time ago, but I have that off mute and easy, easy to remember for for things like that. But I can't put like these I can't put yeah. holy cow onto <laughs> a tiny little thing on top of the Yeah. Uh, so that part sucks. I have this open. 98% of the time where I'm just searching. Yeah. Cause that's uh, what like on the, on the uh, ska band or whatever, you're source, just yeah. queuing up. How did you within that is a bunch of sounds or what? No. Um, so oh, that was the music bed. Sorry. I was thinking yeah, it was so like, we, you're playing music back, right? No, we just have, we just have one like little button here and it sounds like it should be a part of the main queue section but right. it's it's mostly just like a okay i don't know when we're gonna play it and maybe before maybe later i'll just i'll put it as a button here and we can we can tap it and, and go from there right um well i basically the way that we started morning show though was to have just this grid of sounds for the intro the outro everything because you can control the way that the fades happen um not dynamically by just embedding it in the file. It fades out here. That's how it is. It's exactly how it's supposed to sound. Um, and you just hit it when you want it to go. And hopefully through the magic of, of your experience in radio, it <laughs> will sound good and you'll finish what you were saying before the actual show finishes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that, that was a good way to, to try and fill something out like this, like fill out the main queue thing. We didn't know what, order we wanted stuff to go so let's just put it in a big grid and then decide later yeah yeah which is generally what i think would happen for most of the stuff but it is yeah it's uh it opens up once you sort of understand that what's possible with an app like that it it opens up the possibilities of what a show could be like especially live yeah live stuff like which yeah it just well it's like it amazes people who don't have any knowledge in that area that right. some like even yeah, whenever I do the U2 show and like even just streaming live and pulling up pictures of stuff while we're talking about it or whatever is like mind boggling to folks <laughs> who are watching. It's like I'm a magician, but yeah, um, well, the part of part of it, too, was we wanted to streamline the production process and, and get it out as quickly as possible. We didn't want there to yeah. be a, a template. Well, part of the time there was a template. The way we started was there's a template. It has an intro and outro stuff in the middle. We'll move stuff around as necessary. Um, 
but playing stuff live and getting it recorded to a separate track that isn't mine, isn't, it isn't Kenny's voice. Um, we can move it if we need to, but a lot of times we just play it and we leave it and doing the show every day. Like we used to, we needed to do it that way. Cause there was, you know, there was absolutely no way we would be, we would be able to get that put out every yeah. single day <laughs> with normal editing that, that podcast people do. Yeah, definitely Imp- impossible. It's like, it's almost no. like a star Wars episode coming out, uh, <laughs> you know, six months after you record it. It's pretty good, but you know, that's that's too funny. The way that the way that that show started was too funny. <clears throat> boy, oh boy! So speaking of you two, you guys are done. You guys are done with the the album series. Yeah, so it's we're finished until they release a new album, I guess. So it's the it's fun doing the it's fun having like harder core nerds about a topic than you are pressing for topics. So like now there's desire for a let's talk about every uh album but just the third song <laughs> or whatever oh like, weird you know like because there is obviously a science and a whatever yeah. to picking the album order and when the band does that and so right looking at that or looking at the artwork of the band throughout the years and stuff mm-hmm. which would be awesome you know with memo and stuff and doing it live and having a video version so yeah there's i when we st- first started up we were kind of like <clears throat> what are we going to talk about because you know just it's just a it's a thing that people like yay yeah so but yeah now it's now that there's more people sort of get that what's possible and sort of clamoring to be on the show too it yeah. becomes a bit of like yeah well it sounds list. like they're they're hosts too that that rotate in that know a lot about a particular thing maybe <laughs> yeah. it's maybe it's someone who knows about a secret band that that existed that they only did two shows of or it, it's someone who knows the recording studios that they used for two of the albums but not the third yeah. one and you know that i find a lot of that stuff really interesting definitely not about you too because i have zero interest in you too <laughs> but uh, about any any sort of creative process and that's kind of like what what i was running you through it's like we we start a certain way and then it it moves into other tools and and some of what we do is still reminiscent of the, the episode 8 of a show that once was and now it's now it's not that different but there's a lot of of stuff that happened in between that if you wanted to really dive deep into just one part of how my little uh the 64 key thing was was working from day one to day you know three years later you you could if you wanted to and that's that's a neat like i guess that's the whole point of of having a youtube specific site uh with the show on good stuff it's you want to go real 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 deep on yeah. everything because there's uh, there's probably not a point at which you guys feel like Okay, we've covered everything. Now we can stop the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, there's just—I mean, the band's been around for forty years, I think, or something, and so there's endless angles and well, they're ways still playing. And, that's the—that's the nutty yeah. part. Like, you, there are lots of shows out there where you're covering just a a very uh, like a single dif- season. Of, yeah, yeah, a, a single <laughs> season of Firefly, and that's it. That's what's it. That's what exists in the world. And you can speculate and you can talk about potential news for the future or, or let's say I Love Lucy. There's obviously no possibility that show will ever come back 
in in its yeah. form that that it was. <laughs> and you could still just continually probably talk about that subject forever. It's I don't know. I, I it that's a that's a tough situation. We chose news for morning show where it's like where we want to be topical for that day and that's it. But there's part of me that's like, mm, maybe we just should have chosen a topic and not one that is dynamic based on what the future is. Cause I don't like that. Yeah. You lose the, what's the, the word in content marketing or whatever is like evergreen or whatever, where it's like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's less point to listening to episode 20 of morning show or, or transmission as it was known uh, that, you know, in five years or two years, whereas theoretically, I mean, debating whether it's actually interesting to you or not, our album discussion of Actung Baby that came out in 1994 is the same. Like, there's no new stuff about that album that's been released unless they decide to release a behind the scenes documentary or something. But that album is there and our discussion about that is there and people listen to it. Um, and it doesn't matter when you listen to it now or in two years or whatever. It's still my opinion of it is valid or, or the same. <laughs> and well, and the, the thing is people can still experience that the way it is. It's like, um, it, it would be like if we could all collectively relive April 22nd, 2014 again, and then go back and listen to the episode. Like no, no one can do, <laughs> unless there's some sort of groundhog situation. Right. There's no <laughs> world in which that episode other than maybe it's comedic value would ever be appreciated for the time that was put into it. So I, I don't know. I, I, the only reason I bring all this up about, about you too, is cause you're, you're on your way out. You're, you're about to be in a, uh, in a jet plane. That's, that's a U2 song, right? Yeah. Leaving on a jet plane. Is like... in, yeah. On a jet plane. It's not even the words. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> what's your name? The reference. Every no, it's fine. Hey, it's good. It's really, really good. It's that rap um, song. Yeah. What I what I wanted to do was like <laughs> wrangle all of that together into actually what we were talking about last time and what we're sort of talking about right now uh, in it's a short flight, sort of. It's two provinces over, right? Yeah. With uh, one stop in between. So, yeah. How do you one, how do you prepare your media and two, do you or do you just sort of like writhe in your own uh, filth? <laughs> You like, yeah, like you don't, I just media don't, filth. I can't focus yeah. on anything. How do you, how do you prepare media wise for a, for a flight? Is it mostly podcasts? Is it like, I want to jam in a movie here? Yeah, it's so where, where I'm flying or how I'm flying, I guess on the plane, first of all, a sh- smaller plane, no big media thing. I don't think um, they might have an app that I can sign in and watch, you know, a few things streaming on my device, which uh, the device I'm taking is just my iPhone. I don't have a iPad and I have a laptop, I guess, too, that I'll bring. But um, so for me and and also, I guess, another preface for folks who know me or or maybe are in this similar situation is it's vastly different traveling by myself than if I was traveling with my kids, which you can appreciate. You prepare a whole lot differently for, especially oh, with yeah. media, especially if it's a long flight, et cetera, et cetera. So that can be a whole nother uh, episode where Kyle peppers me with questions about kids. <laughs> yeah. <soon. laughs> and how they compare it to soon imaginary cats um but yeah so for this one it's a there's like a one hour flight and then a hour and change flight like it's kind of two little oh interesting two hour flight maybe is the second one i think but um so it's not very long and um there's delays you know a layover in in between that's a little bit long and so 
for me, it's actually more a question of battery because my iPhone six has a terrible battery, um, not battery life. It's yeah. Well, I guess a battery life. Yeah. It doesn't hold the charge very long. Mm-hmm. Things seem to kill it pretty quickly and new apps as they come out seem to sort of assume that you have a six S or seven with better battery management or whatever the difference is. Yeah. Newer like the, cells. The, the health of your battery over yeah. time has degraded to, to the point that it's, it's difficult to get through the day. I assume mine's the same way, even though I'm on a Nexus 6P, it's tough. They, there yeah. was, there's some huge Huawei issue right now, I guess, where, um, it'll shut down when it's at 15%. So it's like, Oh, Hey, you're in low power mode. Oh, I'm shutting down. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you can't, you can't do anything. Which up here in Canada in winter is even worse where as soon as it's cold outside, like I can go outside with 80% battery and then it's just like uh, oh. low power battery morning mode warning. And then two seconds later it shuts off and <laughs> it just assumes it's dead. And then you plug it in and it's like 70% battery. And so, yeah, we, we, we have extreme, the extremity of issues here. You are cold <laughs> and I'm hot. So whenever I put my, my phone like on the dash anywhere near there, oh, yeah. it just will It'll bleed through the battery so, so, so fast and it'll heat up and show that little display warning like that. Eh, mm, a little too hot, bud. Like, yeah, I don't, put, put I don't know if I've f- ever seen the heat warning. Oh, I don't think I, I'm trying to remember if I have. Oh, <laughs> it would be good if, if you could just like hand warmers. Maybe maybe you just put it at the foot of the bed instead of uh, <laughs> instead water of and you'll be yeah. OK. <laughs> just a lithium ion fire that that's not a wound that you want to you want to no. get. No. <laughs> so. Oh. So yeah, in preparation for this flight, I don't, it's mainly, I I queued up a bunch of Instapaper stuff and to read and podcasts is Mm. basically what I have sort of as far as what I'm going to be doing. I don't actually like watching a lot and it's a phone, so I don't, yeah, it's not, if I had a, I could, I could take our family's iPad, but then kids would be more upset back home. Good luck. Uh Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I. But, uh, and occasionally like on longer trips, I've definitely, you know, ripped movies or downloaded movies and iTunes or whatever that are worth sort of watching and stuff like that. But I, I, I think part of it for me is, um, the reason why I use just podcasts and then Instapaper articles to read is I'm too much of a people watcher in foreign places to me. And, and obviously like, again, like a three hour flight, there's only so much people watching you can do, but on a short flight, it's more interesting to me to just sort of like, I can get sucked into reading the airline magazine and sort of eavesdropping on conversations that are happening around me that are interesting. And, uh, and again, because traveling without kids is like this amazing freedom. It's just kind of like nice to have literally nothing happening because otherwise normally a million things are happening and you can't even process your own, you know, breathing. Um, right. It's, it's the, it's the other people watching you and saying, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Why the heck did that family have to come on <laughs> my flights? <laughs> and why didn't they prepare them more with more movies to watch? <laughs> Inter- interesting. Okay. Is it, is it out of like, um, mostly out of curiosity or, or like, are you trying to avoid this, uh, potential friction with other passengers? Cause I know for me, I'm kind of that way where even not even just being on a plane, but any traveling situation uh, the train included i take the train uh, on the weekly uh, i try to make myself invisible i do not want anyone to see me i don't want to stand out i want to be a no one do you like slap the headphones in or on or whatever and sort of send the send as many visual cues that you are not I'm interested an, <laughs> well and sometimes it'll have something playing it'll there'll be a podcast and sometimes there won't be yeah, it, it, is a, it is a ruse for sure. And that's yeah. 
it's not like a I'm not trusting necessarily of the people around me because I know we're all it's all a common goal. We want to get to where we're going. We're all bags of meat. Exactly. It'll be fine. It's just yeah. mm -mm. I want no interaction. I don't want it. I don't want to talk, especially if you're traveling alone. If you get a seat that is next to someone or in between two people. Oh, boy, you got to you got to send that message early. Like, I am not here to talk to you. I am not your buddy. I am not interested in your life story. Um, Just, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I don't Mm -hmm. I don't I don't need you to know me. I'm invisible. Yeah, the, the, there's a, there's a 25% of my brain. That's like, I think it's the, the part of me that likes podcasting and doing interviews with random people and that kind of stuff that is curious about someone's story and what brought them to be sitting in seat seven B next to me on the flight. But then that lasts for f- 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I find out some stuff, but then I want to be, you know, on my own, enjoy nothing, no talking, no listening, no whatever, but I've already engaged and then I'm trying to like, as the, uh, as the polite Canadian <laughs> trying to say, uh, no, I'm going to do this now and trying to ignore the person, even though I've sent signals to the contrary for the first 25 minutes or whatever of sure. our seating arrangement. Um, and so then I'm trying to backpedal and, and undo control Z command Z. Yeah. Or uh, you're trying, or you need to like, just be, be more aware of, of potential messages that you could be subconsciously sending to this person that says, okay, I'm ready to talk again. When in actuality, we're done. We're, we yeah. are, we are absolutely not having more of a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be in, especially in your situation, I guess, where you're traveling on the weekly, like you said, in you know the scenario you know what you're getting into as far as true the, the train and how it all you know when to get off when to get on all that kind of stuff and there's no not a lot of surprises that way other than that one random variable of guest or person beside you i guess or mm-hmm. well not guest it's not your guest i guess but <laughs> well, hi welcome to my podcast here this is kyle on a train uh go ahead caller you're that would you're, actually you're be on. interesting oh like, that, that's a part of me you i it sounds like it would terrify you but uh the, there's a part of me that would love to like have a mic and just be like there's a seat here across from me. We're going to have a conversation that gets recorded oh. and you either sit down because you're intrigued or you sit or you avoid that seat at all costs because right. you're, you're terrified of talking to a stranger, especially on a microphone. Oh, Kyle on a train. oh maybe I, oh, so do you, in preparation for your trips, do you do a lot of like media prep or are you just, do you just can rely on streaming and cause you're not mm, in the air? No. Guess, so lately, actually one of the biggest uh, offline kind of things that I've been doing, something that you can do on a plane, on a train, even with green eggs and ham, uh, is is all. That's another YouTube sa- song. I know. I'll save um, YouTube videos offline. I'm I'm a YouTube oh, you red. Get YouTube red. Yeah. Nice. Oh, it only the only reason I have it is because it comes with the Google Play Music subscription. So for that whatever ten bucks that I pay, I get YouTube right. red. I can save offline. I can do that. And I've got 128 gigabyte uh, Nexus 6P. And so I've got plenty of room, ample room to be able to save stupid videos, whatever's coming into my subscription. I'm, I've been treating YouTube like a podcast player, basically, where I'll save whatever the latest episodes, uh, latest videos that look interesting to me, save them, watch them in the one and a half hours I'm on the train in the morning and and that's it. That's it's sort of that's where my video watching happens. It's rarely, rarely 
like streamed over any data anymore. It's a, it's sort of a weird weird way of doing YouTube, I guess. But that's awesome, actually, because I that we don't have access to YouTube Red up here, and I would in a heartbeat, oh. I would I think I would do that. They're only they're in Australia, Korea, Mexico, New Zealand, and the United States. So for whatever reason, what, what? licensing we, and we touch you guys. Why does the, I don't get that? I don't get it's that all, at all. Yeah, I think it's Canadian government content, something or other that makes it difficult. I know I, Apple's iTunes stuff took forever and a yeah. day to get here, from, even though yeah. it's like all the same artists and whatever. So, are you guys getting YouTube TV anytime no, soon? No, I don't. I doubt it. Is that yeah. a that's another subscription y thing? Yeah, it, that's it right. Is, it is another. It's another one of those like, hey, for thirty five bucks a month, you get. Uh, a cord cutters paradise where it's most of your local stations, but you don't have to deal with the cable company. Right. Um, but I don't think through that, I don't think there's any sort of offline capabilities of saving like, Oh, I want to save uh, the last, the, I want to watch the capitals uh, totally shut down and not win. Uh, can't watch that <laughs> offline. Got to wait, wait until I have signal at home. Cause it has to verify your location and things like that and make sure you're, uh, you're on the up and up. But. Yeah, I would. But yeah, like there's so we don't pay for we don't have cable in our house. We don't have we use Netflix, um, iTunes uh, library for borrowing movies for the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? And then streaming. I think I referenced maybe in the last episode, but like uh, live stuff for sporting events. Then I borrow um, one of the parents uh, TV subscription code sign right. up yep. to stream from the app of choice because all the the various cable channels have their own app that then you can use to stream off of as well and that's sort of how we get around that um and the only place it sort of falls down for us is uh if there's live tv that we are curious about watching but would otherwise pvr it let's say like say survivor was on last night mm-hmm. we haven't watched it yet because we weren't home it's not available to uh, download in any legal or illegal ways at this time. Maybe by now it'd be on the illegal side. Mm-hmm. So, but there's no easy way, unless I set up like a media streaming computer, which is just too much headache for what it's worth. There's no way to like record live TV. Right. With like live, an over, but, over the air signal or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. That isn't a pain in the butt. So that's where something like YouTube live would be awesome or YouTube TV, I guess would be mm-hmm. awesome. Cause then, um, but again, I would guess that most of the media companies probably will. Well, I guess with that though, they would, I was going to say they would delay you. Like you can go to the, up here it's global or whoever, and you can, the next day or two days later, you can watch the show on the app, the episode on the app, on their app. So it's, it's doable that way. Um, but maybe with YouTube TV, it's, you can actually literally watch it whenever you want. Is that uh, sort of kind of, so it's sort of, it is very much like a DVR where you need to say, I want to watch this whenever it happens, watch it going forward and it'll save it into your, your queue of things to watch. And it's not necessarily saving it to your device or anything like that. It's, it's, it's up in YouTube servers somewhere saying, yes, you can, you said you wanted to watch this and now you can watch this. Some of the shows work to where It'll also show you the back catalog. So like um, a Law & Order SVU will show you all of the episodes from this season. But if you choose The Expanse, it only has season two. It doesn't have season one on there. So it's kind of a, it's a weird mixture of like sort of a iTunes-esque. I want to watch this series and here are six seasons of it because for some reason we have that here. Um, or you need to say from now on, I want all of the penguins games and then 
YouTube will do its magic and and throw them into your queue as Penguins games are on. It's oh, a, okay. it's it's it, it's kind of confusing. I saw a couple of reviews about the app just saying, I don't know where to go. I want to <laughs> save some stuff. I don't want to have to search. Um, I've I've had some issues with search on there, but. Yeah, it, it would be great if you guys could get something like that up there because it sort of like bridges the gap between a lot of different services. Um, one in particular, though, that we have been finding ourselves using a lot more of, and it's on the physical media side, which is strange, um, but we have something called Redbox down here oh. um, where you, you basically go to a grocery store. There's a kiosk with a robotic arm inside that probably will reach in and grab whatever movie you want and then you can take it home for a day for like a dollar fifty. Yeah. Um I we had that up here actually it went away. I don't know. It obviously didn't make it or didn't uh do well enough or something or maybe the cold. Yeah, the Cana- robot. Canadians kept thinking red box, maple leaf, the the <laughs> connection. Syrup. Yeah. 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 Well, is this a confusing. maple maple syrup dispenser? Is this a beer machine? I can't figure <laughs> it out. Dude, I'm I'm out of here. Uh so I it's pretty great. Um, we're, we're kind of gaming the system where we will, um, I'll sign up with my email address. My wife will sign up with hers and we will get three or four coupon codes between the two of us that need to be oh, yeah. used today. We'll grab four movies and just blast through them in one weekend. Um, it's it's pretty great because it's mostly new stuff. It's like the stuff that we didn't want to spend 25 to 30 dollars to go to the theater and watch um but it is way 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 cheaper than trying to stream it through even like a rental through google play music or google play or itunes or anything like that it's just so much easier dealing with it's really strange to say in a world where everything is digital and it's so easy to just put my fingerprint on my little sensor and buy something it's cheaper and easier to drive to the store and rent a DVD of physical media and put it in my machine. Yeah. Well, that's what we found when it was here. It was actually, we were like, at first we kind of the same idea of like, why would we go there when we can just rip it on iTunes or not rip it, but like uh, download it on iTunes, stream it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And, and the same thing, it was like, well, it's kind of handy. And they had actually Blu-rays as well at the time, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. They still do. And, uh, yeah, so it was just kind of like for a buck, it's a, a fairly new, and they actually had video games as well. So we were getting some right. Xbox games or whatever at the time. And um, and it was a store that we would go to anyways. It was set up right in front of a store we'd always shop, grocery shop at and stuff. So it wasn't anything out of the way. And and you don't have to, in light of our previous conversation, you don't have to talk to anybody. You just <laughs> go there and it's you can the actually reserve yeah. it online too. I think you were, we could like reserve a copy of whatever movie um, to make sure it was actually going to be there. So you'd look online, pick a movie that you want to watch, reserve it, go pick it up. Bob's your uncle and you're watching. Yeah. Which which totally gets me, man. Walking in front of those machines and seeing people like browse and and try and decide (laughs) like, Oh man, watching people read the synopses for movies (laughs) at the machine. is like, give me a freaking break. Especially if you have decided which one you're going to watch. And it says, Hey, there's two kiosks. Go to kiosk B because that's where yours is going to be. Mm. And that happens to be. And that happens to be the one that someone is just perusing. They're (laughs) scrolling through movies on the non-capacitive touchscreen. And it's taken forever. But it, it is still 
strangely the most convenient way to watch new movies. I mean, so it's, it's obviously it's, still going well down there. Or yeah, working, seems it to seems to be. I mean, they're still banking. The problem is that that whole type of business banks on the fact that I'm going to forget. Yeah. And, and it's going to be like uh, renting a super NES game all over again where I completely forget about it. And my parents completely forget about it. And Blockbuster calls them saying, hey. It's going to be 150 bucks because you haven't brought that that game back in three months. Yeah, (laughs) it's I mean, that's what they're that's what they're banking on that you just totally forget. And and I guess part of that is it it weighs on you enough. It actually it weighs on me throughout the entire moving watching process where I'm like, okay, do we have enough time to squeeze in this before 9 p.m. so I can take all like floor (laughs) it and take all these back to the, the grocery store? It's convenient, though. I mean, if you if you're at the store pretty frequently getting whatever you need for dinner, uh, swinging by and, and grabbing a movie is is very, very convenient. I don't know. Gosh, I'm I feel like a like a suburban uh, house dad here saying <laughs> it's so great. I get to go to the store and choose the DVD I want to watch. And then I get to go to the store and make my family dinner. It's oh, living the dream, Chris. It it was funny when it came out for us here because it was like a I don't know maybe two years after or whatever blockbuster you know imploded, and so then all of a sudden there's like all these robot boxes that are basically blockbuster in uh, two foot by four foot space or whatever, yeah, <laughs> and replacing the humans that would have been you know guiding you through your movie choices and all that kind of stuff, and it did feel a little bit weird going back to that model when we've kind of like moved ourselves to the streaming stuff and the you know on demand internet models or whatever but yeah i agree it, it's it's kind of a nice um almost i don't know comfort food way of, <laughs> of watching movies there's it's probably just being the age we are uh collectively all of us who are listening we're all the same age mm-hmm. um you know going back to renting a vhs or renting a dvd or whatever it was that whenever you started oh v- kind of, vhs for sure yeah, yeah. It's kind of like just associated, just like watching a baseball game that is boring. I know you like watching baseball, but I like baseball is boring, but it kind of reminds me of a time when I used to like boring things. And so <laughs> just like renting a DVD from a box reminds me of those boring times of renting a VHS from when you actually had to rent the VCR as well. That was, I, I go oh back my far gosh. enough to remember that. Yeah, you so. could rent the game system too. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. Begging my parents to rent a yes. 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 Yeah. No, I, I, I remember that. Man, or yeah, they had the um the Virtual Boy that you could rent at, at our local Blockbuster oh, yeah. that was always <laughs> out. That's such a terrible, terrible console, but it was always out. I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, Blockbuster. There was something gratifying though about maybe that's what the folks standing in front of me in line in front of this red box thing are thinking. Like it was such a great time when I could just go to the store, go to like a what would it be like a GameStop? I would say maybe twice the size of a GameStop style store where Mm -hmm. you can just pick something up with your hand, look at it and flip it over. And it's not there. There was something weighty about that where sometimes it had the movie in it and sometimes it didn't. You were just grabbing like the, the fake one and they had to go grab the movie from the back. Right. Kept (laughs) having people steal them. And it is, it is pretty I guess gratifying is the right word, but it's like there's something visceral, something tangible about 
actually perusing the whole store, feeling very completionist and saying like, oh, yeah, I've looked at everything here. I I know exactly which one I want to get. Then these other ones are not superior to it. It's Transmorphers. I think that's the one that was in the theater. It's by this. It's by this other one called Transformers. I don't think that was it, but I'm I'm mildly dyslexic, so I think it was Transmorphers. You might have slipped over into the adult section. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it was though. It was like they would put them. It's kind of like putting ants next to a bug's life. I guess ants was a normal, you know, an actual actual movie that was in theaters, but. They oh, would yeah, they do, try and they trick would, you to... They do. They try and trick yeah. you. It is the D version of whatever AAA title that was just in theaters. Yeah. And it is not the same. Absolutely no. not. But they don't want you to... like. That's, that's what I remember doing is like driving with like one blockbuster. Oh, they don't have uh, what? Oh, the Black <laughs> or Dark Knight or not Dark Knight. It was even before that. Bat, Batman and Robin, let's say, or whatever we're trying to rent. And like, mm-hmm. so you you drive from one to the other hoping that it's going to be there oh. you might get them to call ahead but like sometimes you're just like screw it we just got it because it's, it's busy here we're going to drive for 20 minutes 15 minutes to the next blockbuster and hope we yep. can find batman oh my God. and robin <laughs> but i really want to see mr freeze uh yeah i think you know really you're doing a service to the canadian environment in in that situation because you need more of those uh, greenhouse gases because you guys gotta heat up <laughs> you, you need a little bit more yeah, exactly. Got to keep those those new cell phones warm and everything. I will, I will say the one thing, I don't know how much library time you guys have down there. Libraries, I guess not library time, but the time, time to go to the libraries. Uh, it's been a huge revelation for us with kids now. It's almost like going back to Blockbuster where we've got, they've got like movies, TV series, video games, and fairly recent titles as well. And obviously you're just competing with other people who are anxious to get NHL 17 or whichever video game or movie that you're after. But um, yeah, our kids can go there and spend 20 minutes sort of looking through the Xbox games and then mm-hmm. looking through some of the movies and, and picking stuff out. And, but then the benefit is you don't pay anything for it. I mean, in our taxes, we well, do, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Library card kind of, yeah, I'll take but, this. Yeah. And so it's actually super handy for a bit of that where you're, even though it is, I don't know how you guys are, but this is like for us, we'll have, infinite amounts of movies we could watch on Netflix that are, and even 30 that are on like our list that we've each made of like, these are definitely movies I want to watch. Cause I click the button said add to my list. So that's what I want to watch. And, and then plus the queue of Netflix stuff saying, Hey, these are all movies that we recommend for you based on all the other stuff you've watched. And those would all probably be really good and appeal to us. But there's something about going to like the library or you know, back in the day blockbuster and just picking out a movie and you have it, the physical thing sitting up on the top of the TV. And you're like, that's more interesting than, brand new and you know whatever that because i went i spent time i went and got it and and i took the effort and it is very satisfying to be able to say these it's like it's like going out into the forest and killing something and coming back to your family saying look what i have but it's (laughs) you know obviously the modern modern day version of that now it's a dvd boy (laughs) if 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 cave people could see us now (laughs) <laughs> yeah we don't have we don't really have anything like that for for libraries at least i haven't tried um it is the majority of it stuff that people have donated or is it in pretty good condition like they went out and got one copy of like your example nhl 17 or something 
No, it's uh, it's stuff they've bought. Like it's they buy, oh, you know, just like the books and stuff. It's not, uh, it's not a donated thing or at all. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. And like, and I'm assuming the library was doing this all the the whole time. Blockbuster was around too, and like, <laughs> why we didn't go there? But maybe they didn't have as good selection or something. But, um, yeah, it's it is kind of crazy that at least in Canada here, we the government. F- pulled funding for the library for a brief period recently and like the whole province where i live anyways protested by having this is this is going to sound like the most canadian thing in light of what is going on in the states right now with you know politics and stuff but protesting library closures what do you suppose they did well they had read-ins i with, knew uh, it i knew it yeah <laughs> group of 50 people peacefully sat outside or whatever near a library and read over their lunch hour which did, is they probably all did anyways i gotta ask did any of them get booked <laughs> no like arrested no, like like put i wish the, the yeah the, the police twitter account would have at least like jumped on that pun because yeah yeah we're gonna no i don't think uh, not joking about that that would not be good i would mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> See, yeah, that's a whole other so issue. It's, so it's mostly, man, that's crazy to me. I mean, boy, you could talk about how, how taxes are being used all over the place, but th- that sounds like a pretty awesome way to, um, I don't know, get some some entertainment. Because, I mean, books are a form of entertainment for, for some folks. It's not just like, oh, I need to do a project and now I need to go to the library. <laughs> it's it, it can be about like, I just want to be entertained. I guess, yeah. and it's to extend that to a another art form, such as like movies and and video games, is I mean that's really cool. It is very someday, very very cool. Someday the podcasts might be archived in the library, I guess too. Hey, so some somebody in speak going if we circle all the way back around, timelessness of this episode means in fifty years someone's going to be listening to this and enjoying us reminiscing about the days of libraries existing i I always envision if you've ever seen the movie time machine um where the part where he goes into the future and the moon is blowing up but he first goes to a library i always envision that that exact scenario where someone is like just it would be like looking into the youtube archives of just random uploads that just happen to be archived that have 14 views on them and going back and watching them in 850 years. Like I don't, all of this digital information this is a whole completely separate topic, but the, the existential dread of thinking about where the bits and bytes of this podcast go uh, <laughs> a thousand years in the future is, is very, very, very interesting to me. Keeps Especially, yeah, well, yes, very much so. That's I use those those downloaded YouTube videos for that very moment as well, trying to drown out the voices inside me uh, <laughs> worrying about everything. But yeah, I mostly what's nice about that, that whole uh, YouTube offline thing is that um, I can get videos in pretty much any uh, format, they can go from like 270p up to 720p. So if I wanted to download some, uh, let's say like a podcast episode, like a at YouTube, bringing it back around at YouTube podcast, that is a YouTube version, but I know it's just a bunch of talking heads and I mostly want to just listen to it and not subscribe to the show. I can download that at a really low bit rate 
and uh, just plug in headphones and with with YouTube Red or with uh, Android YouTube, I can put that video in the background and not have it taken up my my screen time. It's pretty sweet. It's a it's a good it's a good situation. Yeah. That's, I would, I think I'd love to, to make use of it because that's, there's, yeah, workflowy, workflow, not workflowy, workflow, the app mm-hmm. uh, for iPhone, anyways. You, there's sort of workflows you can use to grab, download uh, YouTube videos and save it and stuff. Theoretically, I haven't found a good one to, that works, but um, I will say in probably in wrapping up, but the, the time machine, this is another movie <laughs> from Kyle's letterbox history, 5.9 on IMDb, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember seeing this. It came out in 2002. Um, and the uh, outside of uh, Jeremy Irons, I guess is in it. Who's a fairly famous actor, voice actor too, if you'd, you'd recognize his voice, but the most famous face I recognize, cause I don't know what happened to Guy Pierce, who's the lead actor, but um, Mark Addy, is in the cast and uh, he famously infamously play, played uh, Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones fan. So there's your uh, oh, circle of life. Yeah, moment. Look, at, look at that. Oh, you can totally see what I'm doing on my machine right now too. Uh, oh, I haven't. <laughs> I actually wasn't looking. That's oh, awesome. No, that's on, that's on the wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway. no, I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Chris. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Time. Yeah, we should, we should podcast more more often with one of our browsers live. Oh, yeah, no kidding, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Time Machine. That was the, the crazy part. Time the Time Machine came out the same year that Minority Report came out. Which no, ab- yeah, really, no way, right? Yeah, didn't it? Am Minority I am I getting report. my years mixed up? Minority Report. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, so those two. Like- those for sure have shaped my my like perception of all science fiction going forward from that moment very different movies uh 92 percent for a minority report and whatever the other one was 20 something percent Eh, yeah eh, boy but yeah, I think that's probably a good, good place to wrap it up. I don't even know where that ended up, but it's, I think, <laughs> great to wrap it up, though. <laughs> it's a good idea to stop. <laughs> good. Not much I know. Yep. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, this is uh, episode two of something that uh, we've yet to decide on. But um, Part two hopefully. of episode two, which could p- possibly be episode three. It's We've yeah. got sort of like a George Lucas thing going on where... Maybe what we're going to do is we're going to write all this out first and then go back and sort of alter the way that it starts. We'll put out some prequels before yeah. all these episodes. Ugh. It'll get it'll get real confusing, but uh, but it should be a good a good ride, especially the Starring Jar Jar part. Mark Addy as Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm uh, Chris Enns. I Chris on Twitter. If we need any of this audio and <laughs> I will be at YouTube tomorrow, but you won't. Yeah. Be- Tomorrow, no, no, who knows no, when no. this will actually air. You, you will be as close as you could be to me um, being in Canada. Right. Yeah. On the Pacific coast. Yeah. So I'll try and send some warmth up there. A little yeah. Bit. Apparently it's going to rain. So it should be fun. That's good. But liquid. That's hey, liquid instead of <laughs> solid. It's good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kyle. I'll talk to you later. Yep. See you. See ya.